long gospel. Not a short homily either. I think for us to really come to understand what this particular reading is all about, and actually it's a very unique uh, situation that has taken place, very different. And you've heard a couple of the things mentioned as as we read throughout the gospel. First of all, let's look at what's taking place. Here we have a Samaritan woman. Okay? She comes out to get water that she's done every day of her life. She brings her jug with her to get into the well or the cistern, as it says in the reading, and pull up water day in and day out. Now, this woman is a little different, too. First of all, she's a Samaritan woman. Number two, she's out at noon which is one of the hottest times of the day in the desert, and she's by herself. So what that sort of symbolizes to us is that this woman was not very well liked in the group or or the town that she lived in because she was there by herself. No one else was there at that time of day. So And the other thing that happens is that Jesus is sitting at the high point of the day at noon in the heat of the sun, and he's sitting there, and she comes by. And it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for you almost, you know. And he starts talking to her. And she says, well, you're a Jewish man. Why are you talking to me? I'm a Samaritan woman. Well, first of all, you have to realize that people who were Samaritans were put out or ostracized by the Hebrew community. They were considered not a part of them. They didn't want to have anything to do with them. And here was this man sitting out there in the sun talking to her. The other thing that's unusual about this is back in those days, men did not talk to women out in public, only within the confines of the home. So there's something very unique, very different that's going on here. And Jesus starts talking to her and says... uh, Give me some water. I'm thirsty. He says, well, you know, you don't have a bucket, so you give me water. And what he's telling her, and he tells us the same thing even from the cross, when we listen. He was thirsty, but he was thirsty for her. On the cross in Jesus' passion, he tells us, I thirst. And if you remember, they went go up to him and they give him this bitter wine, vinegar type thing to drink and he refuses it. What Jesus is thirsting for is you and me. Our salvation, our relationship. And he's telling this woman, you know, you keep coming to this well over and over and over again every day. And you live the same life every day. He says, bring me your husband. She says, oh, I'm not married. He says, that's right. You've had five husbands so far. And the man you're living with now is not your husband. Does that sound familiar in this day and age? Anything different? People live together all the time, whether they they have themselves in commitment for marriage or not. Or how easy it is to divorce and say, oh, I'm tired of you. Let me try someone else. 
But Jesus is opening up her past life. And what she does when she comes to this well, and she gets this water from this well day in and day out, it's the same old thing. Same old, same old. She comes, digs, get her water, goes back home, comes the next day, gets the water, goes back home. Nothing changes. It's her routine of living. And she goes to the well, getting water, hoping that the water in this well will satisfy her thirst and her quench for life. And it doesn't. Because she comes back day in, day out, day in, and day out. Jesus tells us in John's Gospel, chapter 10, I came so that you may have the fullness of life. Well, what that tells us is that without Jesus, you and I, we don't have fullness of life. We're like that Samaritan woman who keeps coming back to the same thing over and over and over, still thirsting, still not being satisfied for the life that she is living. But she does something different, doesn't she, when she encounters the Lord? She leaves her jug behind, and she goes back to town, and she starts talking to these people that didn't want to talk to her because she was by herself when she went to get the water. And she was excited. She says, you know, he's a, maid, he's a prophet. He told me everything about myself. And then maybe, just maybe, he is the Messiah, the Christ. And she was excited. And through that, she brought other people to go and come out to that well. And he stayed there, they said, for two days. And all more came to believe, not just because of her, but because of what he had to say, what he did. So they all came. And we see this progression of our faith development in this. First of all, she says, I think he's a prophet. Then there is, you know, maybe this man is the Messiah, the Christ. And then the very last verse we hear from all the people that have come to see him. and Now all of a sudden we hear them saying, we have come to believe that this is the Savior of the world. So their faith development has progressed. This woman's faith development has progressed from he's a prophet to maybe he's the Messiah to where they proclaim, including herself, he is the Lord and Savior of the world. Now I think we have to look at ourselves to see what we thirst for and what quenches our, our lives. What gives purpose to our lives and meaning to our lives? What is it? Same thing, same old, same old. What do we go after? Prestige and power? More people looking, more people tapping us on the shoulders and saying, Oh, what a good guy or a good woman you are. Look how, look how strong you are. Look how zealous you are. Look at what you go for to try to fulfill your life. Do we do it by... At times, buying bigger or more expensive cars to show off, look at me. That satisfies me, doesn't it? Look at my house. Look how big it is. 
Not only that, look how many cars I have parked in the garage. Money? Is that what we thirst for? The more money we have, the happier we're going to be, the more contented we're going to be, the more fulfilled our life is going to be. I really think if you think of the reality of that, it doesn't work. It doesn't fulfill. Or we wouldn't keep going for more and more and more of it because we're not fulfilled with it. Our life doesn't achieve the fullest that Jesus says, I've come to give to you. Alcohol, drugs, addictions of all kinds in our society. Things that just never, ever fulfill what we are about or be able to fulfill us other than Jesus Christ. So it's really interesting, when you and I come into this church, you and I are the Samaritan woman. We come into this church, and the same thing should happen to us that happened to the Samaritan woman. First thing we hear, and you just heard it, the Word of God, Jesus Christ speaking to us in and through the Scripture. Didn't that what he do when he first met this woman, talk to her? Hmm? And that's what God does to us in this early part of our Mass. So we coming to Mass is just like this good Samaritan coming to the well. And then after the Lord has spoken with us, then on this altar, instead of a well, is the actual presence of Jesus Christ, who is the Lord and the Savior. This is the body, the blood, the divinity of our Savior, on this altar for us. And when we come into this church, we come in with all the jugs of life that we carry with us over and over and over again. And when we come into this church and we are touched by the Word of God and we are, we are fed by the very presence of Jesus Christ Himself, we should be dropping our own jugs outside the door of this church. And we should be careful leaving this church that we don't trip over those. That's why we come into this church. We come into this church just like that woman, looking for the reality of life and missing it because most of our living is outside the presence of Christ. So when we come into this church, and I know some people come in and they're bored. And the question is, why am I here? The answer is to be touched by Jesus Christ in word and in sacrament. So you and I can eliminate those jugs in our life that does not give us fullness and fulfillment of life, where our thirst over and over again does not satisfy. And we come in and we feel and we enter into our minds and our hearts open to the Almighty. See, a lot of this is your part too. Then you and I will start living life to the fullest, as Jesus promised us in the Gospel of John. I have come so that you may live life 
to the fullest. Think about it. Pray about it. Without Jesus, we are constantly thirsting for things that do not satisfy our thirst and our life and those things that do not give all that purpose. Only Jesus Christ can do that. That's why you're here at this time and this day. Open up. Come to the well. Be touched by the word of God. Enter into the body and blood of Christ as he enters into you. And leave this church more fulfilled, more quenched in thirst than you were before you walked through the doors. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I bid you peace.